Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to FanCast. Today we'll be discussing a serious topic, which includes the domestic violence charge pressed against Philly's outfielder, Odubo Herrera. In addition to talking about it, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. When I bought her ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was winning. Jackson on him. Some like Papa on his finish. Double M, yeah, that's my team. Rose is catching on new tennis. Hi, so welcome back to FanCast. Um, we'll get right into it. Um, so last night, um, Odubo Herrera had an incident with his girlfriend in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Now, there's not much that we know thus far other than that um, Odubo has, called, has made contact and he's on administrative leave. Um that means he's on a seven-day inactive list. Um, last last night, he was charged with simple assault at 8:30 um, at a casino in Atlantic City. Um, the 20-year-old woman um, had visible signs of injury, which um, which signaled to them that they needed to arrest Odubel. Um Herrera could spend up to seven days on the inactive list. Um, so his mugshot was released on um, the police report was released. Um, and Matt Kledtak recently at, at 320 um, took questions about Odubel's arrest. Now, there's not much that the Phillies or anyone can do about Odubel's future until the police analyze his situation, analyze the reports, talk to witnesses. Most importantly, talk to Odubel and, um, his girlfriend. So Matt Kledtak earlier said that he has spoken with Odubel in a brief phone conversation. Um, he said that the Phillies worked with Major League Baseball to have Herrera removed from all-star balloting, uh, not that he would have been elected anyway. However, he was removed. So his first court date is scheduled June seventeenth, it was just released. Um, so yes, that's that, and this is a very serious matter. And if you think the Odubel should be released or sent down or anything like that, it simply would just not be sensible. There's lots of things that can go awry during these kinds of investigations, and it just it wouldn't make sense for Odubel. Wouldn't make sense for the ball club. Wouldn't make sense for anyone to be sent down at this point, or released, or whatever you may think. Um, things may be worse than they seem now, or things may even be better. Odubel might have been falsely accused, or he may very well be, char- be charged with domestic violence. So we are going to um, talk about the series recap uh, against the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers, um, both of which were very eventful. Um, full of action and really showed off the Phillies' ability to display their high-powered offense in many different ways, Um, from slugging and hitting the ball the whole time to extra base hit after extra base hit. Um, Almost every Philly had an impactful hit for the past two series, when you think about it, in the starting lineup, um, 
Pingree is back from the DL. He he is performing just as well as he did when he left the DL. Well, when he entered onto the IL, my, my apologies. Um. So now, now we talk about that. Let's let's review about Odubel's career. So Odubel was signed to a. Odubel was signed to a five-year, thirty-seven million dollar contract that runs out in two thousand and twenty-one. Um, Matt Klentak said, obviously, they reviewed his character at that point. He was a Rule 5 draft pick in 2014. Um, he is getting paid around $6 million per year. So this year, he is having just a plain out awful year so far. Um, a negative point two B war uh F war um on base percentage under three hundred. Slugging is a three forty, his W O B A is a two seventy five, and his and his weighted runs created are headed down to just sixty eight. So he he's not having a very good year. He's striking out at a twenty four percent clip, only walking eight percent of the time, which is higher than years past. But doesn't make up for the fact that he has just been ice cold since June of last year. If you do recall June of last year, he absolutely carried the ball club. He had a stretch where he hit a homer in five straight games, um, got us up to a hot start. And then since then, since I saw his stats, since June 17th of last year, um, he is hitting just under 200, which batting average isn't a great stat, but certainly could be telling as it is there. So it's, it shows you just how how quick of a turn that th- things could take. I know many fans on my page um, were not pleased, or not, don't like his mechanics, don't like his workout. It seems like he doesn't doesn't truly care about winning as much as some of the other players do, which it's hard to dispute that. Although he is very talented, it looks at times as though he doesn't hustle. He he doesn't he doesn't really. Um, he's not fully engaged in the game that is going on, and it's 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 hard to dispute that. To be quite honest with you, um, especially now, I can tell you if Odubel Herrera um comes back to Philadelphia, he's going to get booed and booed heavily, um, not just because of this domestic violence incident, but for his performance issues as well. The, the combination of the two is just simply not going to gel well with Philadelphia fans. For example, some other players that um, have undergone, undergone these, these sorts of problems are Roberto Asuna, a reliever for the Houston Astros, who was reinstated later. Shortstop Addison Russell, of the Chicago Cubs who um, has served and returned to his um, team, the Major League Ball Club. He he starts regularly um, for the Chicago Cubs. So yes, they, it, it looks as though Udubo might have a future and with the Phillies. Even though many I know 
are calling for his departure from the team. It just it simply wouldn't make sense right now to for that to that to happen. And let's go let's go again let's uh let's recall why Odubel has such high upside. Um so Odubel's first season with the Philadelphia Phillies was in twenty fifteen. And if you recall if you recall, he made the final catch on Cole Hamill's no hitter in Chicago. Um in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen he combined to almost be a eight win player, which is quite impressive for for a young rule five draft pick such as a double. Um his on base percentage of those years were in the mid three sixties. He slugged at a higher rate over four hundred both those years. So he he does still have some some upside even though he has been absolutely um has been absolutely ice cold for a for a good good while. Um it's not it's not it's not something you, you want to see out of any type of player, obviously. Uh it's tough to I know that a lot of people who who follow the team for years have followed the duel the duel is going with the team through the rebuild. Um but time to truly reflect to see what kind of guy he is. He's not like my greatest guy right now. So um now we're gonna go back and talk about um the next five minutes where we'll talk about our own Achilles upcoming schedule. Um, for example, tonight the Phillies will take on the St. Louis Cardinals. Um Nick Pavetta is brought up was brought up today from AAA to face off against Adam Wainwright. The game in Philadelphia. So, Nick Pavetta is back after having slightly above three ERA in the minor leagues, AAA. Uh, many fans are distraught by Nick Pavetta's arrival once again in the Phillies rotation, but injuries and poor performance and lack of talent at the back end of the rotation has led to this point where Nick Pavetta, who has outstanding stuff, so to speak, um, will get another opportunity to show what he can do against Major League hitting. If you recall, um, his last outing was quite terrible. The Phillies lost in a landslide to the Washington Nationals, and he was sent down shortly after. Um, so the Phillies took the rebound tonight from their loss on Sunday versus the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, it took two out of three that series, a tough series, along with the rebound. Um, Nick Williams will be in the lineup tonight um, against the, the righty, the righty Adam Wainwright. They decided to take Michael Franco out of the lineup, um, put Scott Kingry, the utility guy, 
at their base and Nick Williams in left field and Andrew McCutcheon in center field. So we'll be sacrificing a little bit of defense. Um, however, it's to have better offensive matchups and to have a left, uh, start another lefty into, into the lineup today. Face off against Adam Wainwright as a blitzer, much much worse against lefties than they are versus right-handers this year. Uh, this year, Nick Pavetta um, has a collective 8.35 ERA, two wins, one loss. Obviously, the wins and losses are reflected his performance. Performance has been terrible to this point. But as I said, he's he even earned a minor league pitcher of the week award while well, down in AAA. So he will look to build on that and to build, stabilize himself as an affiliate rotation um, from this point forward. It has been a while since we saw him. Um, players like Cole Irvin, Vince Velasquez, who has recently been moved to the bullpen, um, is, is another is another one that has been in the rotation recently. Uh, Anil De Los Santos was sent down today. And quite honestly, I think they're kind of messing with Anil's career. As of now, they keep sending it back and forth between AAA and the big leagues. The big leagues, they use him as a reliever. And then AAA, they use him as a starter. I think they need to have him. I think they need to decide and which way they're going to use him. Um, for if they if they don't, it, it can truly mess with his brain, and it it, it, w- it would not be beneficial to him or for us. He he's not performed up to his capabilities um, that everyone knows he can play at. So it, it would it would only be it would only be right if um, it would it would only be right if. I know De Los Santos was sent uh, start to get a triple A and maybe eventually have a chance to start um, later this year in a spot start or something such as that. Um, now as we turn to the halfway point of this podcast, um, we're going to start recapping the previous series. So in this past series, um, we'll go to the first game. So, first game against the Chicago Cubs um, was a win, 5-4. Very, very dramatic. Um, Jake Arrieta faced off against Hugh Darvish. Um, Jake's first start against his former team. Um, And it was at Wrigley. So, it it was a huge, huge um, moment for him. He tipped his cat as he... Um, as he walked up to the plate for the first time. So the Cubs were the first team, were the last team that Jake Arrieta needed to face to make a claim to, that he faced all all 30 teams. So Jake Arrieta, journeyman, he, he did fairly well. He allowed um, he, he didn't he performed well that night. Um, didn't 
blow up as it looked as though he would at certain points. Um, for example, he the dramatic part of the game came in the eighth inning as the Phillies were beating um, three to one, and the Cubs had to go ahead inside the park, three run home run, and it, it was an absolutely, absolutely. Um, Devastating hit uh, off of Sir Anthony Dominguez. It truly wasn't his. Uh, it was not, and the ball was squared up fairly well. However, it wasn't fielded well by Andrew McCutcheon and the Duble Herrera. So the ball most likely should have been cut off and should not have gotten to the point of an inside the park home run. However, moving on in the top of the tenth inning, uh, left hander. Um, Left-hander Kyle Ryan um, allowed a go-ahead home run. JT Rio ball is absolutely smoked off the bat and flew out to left center field in, in, in Wrigley. And that was the first game of the series. Um, next, um, the Phillies... Phillies um, lost three to two, and this game just uh, set off set off the alarms and Phillies fans' mind. You know, we need Craig Craig Kimbrell, we need a bonafide closer as Hector Neris, who has been locked down closer for us thus far. The season was unavailable to pitch. Pat Neshek was unavailable to pitch, and the one left standing was. Juan DeCondo, who would actually seal the victory for us just the night before. And as he was inserted into the game, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great feeling that you had. Um, but whenever he came in, he immediately gave up base runners, and Javier Baez came in off the bench. Although playing a bit injured, um, was able to deliver a walk-off hit. So that was quite heartbreaking as Andrew McCutcheon had a very clutch hit at that point in the game. Um, gave the Phillies the go-ahead run. So Andrew McCutcheon truly heated up in Wrigley. His career, his career slugging percentage, OPS, um, and on-base percentage are outstanding at Wrigley Field. And he he showed us why that is as he Started to get on the hot streak as he entered into Chicago. The next night, Cole Irvin, who I don't believe truly is a major league talent worthy of a starting pitcher, um, throws 85 to 88 mile an hour. Fastball relies totally upon his location. Um, he, he just got absolutely rocked. He. He gave up uh, uh, several home runs, one of which Anthony Rizzo blasted to the hometown scoreboard and actually broke it. So he hit a hard. It was almost like a natural type scene where he hit a home run, it hit off the scoreboard, and broke the Budweiser sign. Um, he also gave up a grand slam, total of seven earned runs. Um, 
So we lost uh, two the next two games after winning the first game in the series, and then the final game um, was an afternoon game. Uh, John Lester faced off against Cole Hamels, and the Phillies jumped out to a seven to nothing lead. Um, John Lester was gave up home runs to J.T. Real Muto. Um, we we gave up um, we gave up runs, and we ended up only having a lead of eight to three. Then that lead fell to nine to seven, which was the final score, and that that it it became way more stressful than it truly needed to be. Um, the Phillies were up. The Phillies were up um, seven nothing. Made it a bit too close. Hector Neris came in. Um, allowed a allowed a hit to allowed a hit to. Uh, the Phillies pit to uh, the Cubs pitcher, which is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Um, however, he sealed the deal, got fired up. Um, so that was great to see. Uh, we split the series, could have won three out of four. How- however, we... We truly, you know, even though even though it was a tie, it was tied, um, it was a tied series. I, I believe it was truly a success, and a success. Uh, that that success carried into the Milwaukee Brewer series, as. And it seems as though it was going to be a slugfest as Jared Eikhoff let up some absolute mammoth homers. Um, he let up some absolute mammoth homers. Um, however, the Phillies fought back um, as clutch hits from Andrew McCutcheon, Scott Pingry, um, Reese Hoskins had a home run, and Bryce Harper had a game time game tying double as well. So we get contributions from all across the board, Gene Segura as well, and it, it was a breakout game for Nick, for uh, Vince Velasquez out of the bullpen. The next game against Milwaukee, we won seven to two. We, we had the game in hand mostly the whole game. Jake Arrieta pitched eight innings. Of um, two two run ball, um, I believe yes, two run ball. So he he had a very good outing that gave uh, the Phillies some Phillies bullpen some rest. Um, Andrew McCutcheon was a leadoff home run in that game. He's up to eight home runs on the year already. Same amount as JT Real Muto, who also had a home run in the game in the ninth inning. Uh, just as to follow up Hoskins, a two-run ball in the, in the ninth inning as well to get the Phillies some extra padding for Jose Alvarez to come on and close the deal. Um, so as we get to as we got to uh, to Shasin, the 
who many thought would be the team's ace coming this year, he, he got absolutely rocked by the Phillies. Um, Cesar Hernandez, Benjamin McCutcheon, as you mentioned, um, hit the ball right off the arm of Chassid. And the next day, um, Zach Eflin, who's been fairly consistent for the Phillies this year, actually had a stomach bug. He came out after the game. He let up a few home runs. Um, Vince Velasquez came in, and Milwaukee Brewers pitcher Brandon Woodruff almost threw a perfect game against the Philadelphia Phillies. And this perfect game was broken up by none other than Andrew Knapp, who has been an absolutely pitiful, an absolutely pitiful hitting, um, <laughs> hitting um, player this year, but. An impactful hit there as he uh, made made up made up um, made up for it and not allowing them to not allowing them to um, be be able to um, yeah so Bryce Harper a uh, big hit um, in the series although he's striking out a lot Phillies are still winning. Won a big series against the Milwaukee Brewers um, after losing three out of four the other week. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where the series goes with the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm hoping to take two out of three from them and then head, head back out for a road trip to the west side as we take on the Dodgers and the Padres next. It should be, it should be an interesting couple of weeks. Um some other Phillies news. Um, Nick Williams, as I mentioned, is starting today. Um, Michael Franco facing a righty. Um, Adam Wainwright. So, the most likely, it'll be that um, Franco will get regular starts. Third, Kangaroo will get regular starts in center field. And Williams will be the main bat off the bench again. Uh, Dubal Herrera is on the inactive list as of right now. And as we start to wrap up things here on FanCast, I um, want to thank you for listening. Um, so, uh, Go Phillies, and let's hope that Nick Pavetta and get the job done tonight. Thank you for listening. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? When I